Welcome to Finish Lines and Milestones with Allie Brettnacher. Incredible stories and tales of triumph with everyday people achieving their goals in fitness. This podcast brought to you by Athlete Bouquets. Celebrate finish lines and milestones of the people that you love by visiting athletebouquets.com. Hello and welcome to episode six of Finish Lines and Milestones. This is Allie Brettnacher. Last weekend, I ran a half marathon, my 49th half in Indianapolis, the 500 Festival Mini Marathon. We had outstanding weather. It was a little warm, but not too bad. Uh, my husband, Zach, if you listened to the last episode, he did finish and he did it in two hours and 13 minutes. So about 10 minute miles, which impressed the hell out of me after zero training. And I got a postpartum PR finishing in one hour, 53 minutes and 24 seconds. So very proud of that. I executed my race plan that my coach Rachel gave me and felt really strong. And I am in the midst of writing a recap on that race. So keep your eyes peeled for that if you're interested. And we also had a fantastic time staying downtown at the Bottle Works Hotel. It was incredible. So I will definitely recap the details on that because if you're local to Indy or if you're ever coming into town, you're going to need to check out the Bottleworks District of downtown. So this episode is absolutely incredible. I met Alex Baker through Instagram, which is now one of my favorite ways to meet people. He has inspired the hell out of me. Uh, he ran his first full marathon last November And that's really kind of when we started talking a lot and I started learning his story. So when I started this podcast, I knew that I would have to have Alex as a guest. He has been through it. And that is such an understatement. The struggles that he has faced in his life and that he has made it through, nobody should have to go through before they hit age 40, no less. And one of the things that we talked about after we stopped recording that we both wish we would have included in the episode was something that Alex said, which was that you never know who is on your sidelines, which applies to life, certainly applies to running, and I think applies a lot to social media. You just never know who you're inspiring when you tell your story or when you share your workout, right? So I think that that is a really important message to share going into this episode with Alex, and you might want to grab some tissues. All right, welcome to episode six. I'm here with Alex Baker. Hello. Fresh off the mini marathon this weekend. Congratulations. Thank you. You too. We actually got to see each other after the race, which was nice. That was nice. And I got to meet your little guy, Riley. He's adorable. He has so much energy. He should have ran with you. I know. Do you think you'll run with him? His desire to run is about 40 steps. Okay. And then then he's like looking back at me like, hey, dad, you watching? And then afterward, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe as he gets older, but right now. Zero interest. Zero interest. In, in that. Just come in to cheer on dad. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's pretty awesome to have, have him at the finish lines. Yes. And, and the hugs and the bouncing and, yes. oh my gosh. But he, Definitely. he always wants dad to pick him up in that. Uh-huh. Afterward, you're like, okay. Yep, yeah. been there. Yeah. Although not an eight-year-old, so mm-hmm. mine are not yet. still smaller. Yep. <laughs> um, and then this weekend was a big milestone for you. It was your fourth half marathon. Yep. 
and then 2,400 miles. Yes. Since when? Uh, July 3rd, 2020. 2020. Yep. That's so awesome. Thanks. Before I get too far ahead of myself, we'll back up a little bit and kind of give people some background on who you are, a little bit about how you grew up, and then we'll just get into it. And I love, I think what people are going to take away from this episode is the inspiration behind why you started running in the first place and the inspiring goals that you have set for yourself coming up. So stick around for that. All right. So take it away. Sure. Born and raised outside of Chicago. Uh, Moved to Indy when I was 15. Didn't do, once I moved, basically cut off sports completely. When I was in Illinois, I did basketball and karate or taekwondo more specifically. And then when we moved, it just, I don't know, wasn't really my thing anymore. So instead I found opportunities to give back and to get involved in student council, student government, those kind of things. And let's see, went to college at IUPUI for the non-Indy locals, um, that is Indiana University and Purdue University's campus here in Indy. So originally was focused to study 3D animation. Which Um, is so interesting, by the way. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know anybody who studied 3D animation. Okay. What does that mean? Like you're going to go into like film, like the movie kind of stuff? Yeah. I wanted to go work for Pixar. That was like my my big dream. So. That would be so cool. Yeah. I watched an entire documentary on how Frozen 2 was made. Have you watched that? I haven't. Add it to your list. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Digress. Continue. <laughs> it's all good. Do you yeah. just really like those kinds of movies? Are you artsy? or? Yeah. Um, I definitely had a, an art background. In high school, I did, I took like a comics class and like cartooning okay. and and just really interesting. I, I thought like this would be a really cool career to just go make films. And then yeah. uh, I learned that you work like 22 hours a day. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, that's not the life I want to lead. So I'm out. Yeah. Peace yeah. Out. That doesn't sound as much fun. No, no, not at all. So um, got out of that, uh, changed my concentration to new media, which was essentially computer science and graphic design kind of blended into one. So I did a lot of website marketing, logo design, that kind of that mm-hmm. kind of work, and then uh, professionally got into um, I was I was a smug fifteen year old kid working at my dad's company that he was at, um, and I went in there and told the CEO of that company that I could do better than you know whoever he had on staff doing it. So he brought me in to <laughs> to remake his website and yeah. you know do all of this stuff. So. I then eventually learned how to do software coding and and did spent much of my career doing that. And then why'd um, you get out of that? Um, I hmm, that's a good question. I think I found that I just didn't enjoy writing code as much. Mm-hmm. You know, like just sitting grinding line after line after line of code. Right. I I really am intrigued by problem solving and yeah. how to how to do it. And I think that's what drove me a lot to technology and, and programming. But by and large, I just, I don't know, didn't enjoy it. So yeah. um, I had an opportunity to change a little bit and go into product management like your husband. Yeah. Um, and I think that's better because it's about working with working with people to solve a problem, but not actually being the one like the grinding the code. <laughs> grinding the it. code to actually solve yeah, the problem. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I think that's an interesting, because you get a lot more human interaction. you got, totally. you know, otherwise you're just sitting and writing code, staring at a screen for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Which is so. why, you know, software developers notoriously are 
Introverts. pretty quiet, yeah. you know, introverted, which you don't strike me as somebody who's like that. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> Not at all. But, I mean, gosh, software developers are in such demand now. Yeah. It's like you could sell your soul for that if you yes. wanted, but not enjoying it is a good reason to get out of it. Yep. Good for you. Agreed. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so what did you do after you graduated? After graduating college? Mm-hmm. Um, great question. So I was involved in my fraternity. I started volunteering. Oh, that's right. I don't want to forget about the fraternity. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. Yep. Um, so I actually started uh, with a co- co-worker at an IT consulting company, you know, to, we were doing this full-time programming stuff, but we wanted to go create our own stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and so we kind of did a startup and did IT consulting with, you know, a bunch of different various industries to how can you better utilize your website? How can we do search engine optimization, right? This is, you're looking at the early 2000s where SEO was really starting to pop up, early 2010s maybe, mm-hmm. starting to become just so important to search results and, and being able to, to get yourself listed in Google appropriately. Uh, did that for five or six years and then fraternity actually, one of our customers was my fraternity. Um, and so they offered me a full-time job and, and I went and spent 12 years working working at the headquarters. Yeah, so I almost forgot about the biggest part of your college time, which is that you joined a fraternity even after not really, you're kind of skeptical, kind of given the cliche Mm -hmm. fraternity, which, by the way, my husband Zach was very much cliche fraternity (laughs) guy. But, you know, your mind was like, oh, I don't really want to, I'm not interested in that. So it sounds like it took a couple times for you to actually then go do it. So, yeah, talk more about that experience. Sure. So at IUPY, there was not Greek life, really. Um, There was a sorority and no men's organizations at all. Um, And so there was a group that started it, and they they asked me to join. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't think this fraternity thing is for me. Mm -hmm. Everything about it just was not who I stood for, right? And so um, six months or so later, they came back and said, hey, we're different. We don't want to be frat. We want to be a fraternity. Mm-hmm. And that distinction is just so important, I think. And when you associate with a frat, it is parties, ragers. Mm-hmm. It's like all of that, the hazing, the, all the garbage. But fraternity is different. Yeah. You know, it, you, you're trying to be better people. You're trying to network. You're trying to put yourself in a better place in life. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, they asked me again, and then I went from a guy who's never going to join a fraternity to the editor of the magazine. <laughs> know, right? and, That's why know. it's so interesting to yeah. me, too. It's like, no, I'm good. And then you're like, actually, I'm going to make this my entire life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. totally. It really was. Uh, yeah. 100% is because it's, we talked a lot about in fraternity, you wear your letters on your chest all the time. And no, obviously, right now I'm not wearing that, <laughs> but I represent what Teak is, what Talk App Epsilon is every single day and what I do. And so that's important to me to per- portray a good image and to be an upstanding gentleman, you know, mm-hmm. to, to live our mission out and, and to, to make a big impact on the world. Which you are, you are doing. We'll try whether to. You, whether you think you are or not. <laughs> and this is actually Alex's first time not hosting a podcast first time being on the other side yep which is fun it is fun it's very weird to be on not like i didn't i wrote you some notes right yeah you get you helped me out a lot i I tried which is good you know because i need it we didn't really know each other beforehand right just because of instagram Mm -hmm. so 
to be fair, though, we we became friends yeah. over Instagram. Uh, 100%. I love it, no matter yeah. what people say. It is. I, I mean, I really do. Yeah. So, during was it during college you met your lobster? I did. Oh. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. You really oh, scoured me. I've didn't done you? some. I've done some digging, digging now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, coming out of the gate with that. But tell us about Amanda. Yeah. Um, so Amanda and I, uh, my late wife, um, which I know this is where this is going, so I'm just going to put that out there. Put it out there. So we met in college. I had this like crush on her for a couple of years and, and just, you know, I thought she was one of those like, oh, this is never going to happen never going to happen kind of thing. And so around uh, my birthday, my 22nd birthday, I think it was, um, she like, messaged me on AOL Instant Messenger. So, you know, shout out to the early 2000s here. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, she, you know, she wished me a happy birthday and I invited her out for the for the night. And so she came out and, and a few weeks later, we went out to the Vogue, which is another uh, staple college uh, bar around in Indy. Um, they used to have a retro rewind yeah. every, every Wednesday night back in the day. Uh, and so I let her cut me in line and she said, that was the day <laughs> said- that... She's like, he's it. He's the one. And that so, was the moment. She was, was like, moment. yes, yeah. he let me cut. Let I'm me cut. in. Yep. That was weird. Sign me up. Yep. That's so, so great. But yeah, a good story. Uh, I know. Kind of super yeah. random. But um, so we were married for 10 years. You know, we had just a really fantastic uh, love for each other. And I'm not going to choke up. You can, but then you're going to have to deal with me. I know. You too. <laughs> you're going to have to deal I, with me, really, Ryan. I feel like a, a tinge here. You've gone on some tough journeys yeah. in your marriage. Yes. that's. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> nice. you know, I, when I met you, I mean, I knew that you'd had a wife that passed away. Yep. But then I didn't realize then you had infertility struggles, which, I mean, a lot of people do deal with. But then to yep. have kind of that double whammy. Yeah. So, I mean, the infertility piece, how, how long did it take you guys to have Riley? Yeah, uh, we tried for three years. Um, we, we, the, the doctor basically said, okay, actively try, you know, like time it, do all the things mm-hmm. for like a year and a half and then come back after that. And so, you know, okay, we're going to try this and we're going to try that. And we... You know, I went and got tested. She got tested. Uh, she ended up having endometriosis. So okay. She had what is surgery. that? It's some, I don't know, something on ovaries that definitely a man. It's not not my uh, not my forte. Believe me, Zach asked which which ovary or which fallopian tube the baby was growing in when oh, we were pregnant, which yeah. is not that doesn't not, that's not, that's how, not it how it works. No. <laughs> I know enough to know. Know that not I know it's pretty right bad. Answer. It's pretty yeah. bad. Okay, um, so it's some some like scar tissue or something on the ovaries, and it makes uh, periods extremely painful. It makes a lot of things down there very uncomfortable oh. all of the time. So, yeah, so she had a surgery to get that removed, and then we did something called interuterine insemination, IUI. Um, okay. And so basically, I used to joke, it's like taking a turkey baster. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's what I know, kind of pictured. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, you know, they uh, take it and then basically kind of with a, almost like a syringe, but not yeah. plastic, right? And then go and... Put it in the right spot. Put it in the right and... spot, and then you go see and cool. So luckily for us, it actually took the first time after the surgery. Oh, um, that's good. Which was awesome. But after Riley, we actually were tried for another one as oh, well. Oh, okay. She had endometriosis back. She had another surgery. 
and we went through all of it and they basically said, yeah, you're going to have to do IVF, which go, go talk to the finance person. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what we're yeah. doing. Cool. So they told us how much it was and both of us were like, yeah, no, like, no, I didn't. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. I have, I mean, I'm, we're lucky we didn't have issues with that. Yeah. We had other issues. You know, I don't know how people go through that so many times. Because it's month after month of just disappointment. And, Ugh, yeah. You know, it, luckily her insurance took care of a lot, but there are, I have friends and family who tens and thousands yeah. of dollars, right? $100,000 that they're putting in this. And I just, oh man, it's nuts. Yeah. So I am, I am very thankful actually in retrospect that it didn't take the second time because she would have been just having the baby when oh, we yeah. uh, found that she had cancer. Yeah. So. And that was in October of 17? 17. Yep. 2017. 17, yeah. Yeah, so uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Like, how did you know? Yeah, so she had um, she'd gone on a girl's trip with, she'd, like, reconnected with her high school girlfriends, and they, I don't remember now if they went to Chicago or Nashville, either way. They went yeah. somewhere, they drove, and she came back from from it and was just in like excruciating pain. So as you can imagine, multiple hour car car ride and she just like it was one of those you just know something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. We yeah. we need to go to the hospital. So we we called Amanda's grandmother who uh, we affectionately called Grams and we dropped Riley off and we went to the ER. So this was like nine o'clock at night. Okay, cool. You know, they, they're talking to her about what's going on. Oh, you know, it could be could be a blockage, mm-hmm. like whatever. You know what? Let's just do an x-ray just because. Like it was one of those casual like, eh. Oh, yeah, sure. we'll just do that. Just because. So uh, they did that and they, they came back an hour or two later. And they're like, okay, uh, something came back weird. So we're going to do a CT scan and just double check. Make sure everything's okay. Okay, sure. Like, we have no idea what's going on, right? We're, yeah. we're dumbed all of this and just ready to get home. We're tired. Right. And, you know, we know we're going to work the next day, all, all of that kind of stuff, right? Um, I'm actually supposed to fly out the next morning to Colorado or I don't remember now the city where I was yeah. supposed to go, right? And they come back and the doctor sits down and is like, I don't know how to tell you this, but you have cancer and it is you need to see an oncologist in the next 48 hours. Like, what? How do you... I, I remember, like, an out-of-body experience. Like, everything, like, tunnel vision. Like, it just... It's not what you expect at... She was 35. Yeah. Like, whew. So, they... They tell you this, and, you know, it's, it's really bad. And they make a referral to us. And so, like, I send a vague text to my coworkers, like, I'm supposed to be at the I airport can't, in yeah, two I can't hours, go. right? I'm not going. I'll tell you all later. And everybody's like, what, what the heck's going on, right? Yeah. And so uh, we call the oncologist immediately. As soon as they open, they don't call us back. Don't call us back. Don't call us back. And we're just, like, waiting for hours and hours. And finally, I just pick up the phone and we call some other oncologist um, and they're like, okay, yeah, um, come see me in an hour. I've got an opening. 
And so, like, cool. So we, we went down to Methodist, and, like, we have this really funny doctor who was just like, oh, I fix you. I fix you. Yeah, yeah. This easy. I fix you. Like, eight treatments. I fix you. Like, okay, cool, dude. Like, that's it? Like, and then all of a sudden, you're just, you're on a cancer journey. Like, 100 miles an hour, it felt like. She had a port install surgery. She... Um, had a PET scan, she had a CT scan, she, like, all of this stuff. And, and effectively, what they didn't tell us is it was stage 4B, which is, like, the worst kind of cancer. It's colorectal cancer uh, is what she had. So um, it was, like, right on the exit point, essentially. There was a, a doctor at one point that could just, like, feel it, you know. So it was Jeez. right there. Yeah, and... and uh, it was metastasized in her lungs, her liver, her lymph nodes. Like, we went from no idea she had cancer to, like, all of the cancer in, like, all of the places immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would feel like an out-of-body experience. Like, yeah. processing, especially for Amanda, like, processing I, that. Yeah. Just how – God, how, how did you tell Riley? How did you – yeah. talk to your family like I it just it seems like the that part's so overwhelming just yeah. to f- try to even communicate what's going on yeah I mean now they have the website what's the website called caring bridge which is okay. helpful okay I don't know if you've ever uh, seen that no. it's a website where people can just put an update in one place and be like here's the link oh, like if you want to okay. know what's going on here it yep. is I don't have the bandwidth yeah. like to update everybody yep so, but I, so I can only imagine yep. not having the ability to do that, having to like <laughs> right. do that. Yeah. Uh, Amanda yeah. didn't want to do any of that. So like I was her communicator. There were like 50 people that like would get text messages on a regular basis of like updates on the week and here's how the appointment mm-hmm. went, whatever. Telling Riley was easy because he was two. Like, oh, right. Yeah, mom, he was really young. Yeah. Mommy's sick. Mommy needs to Ugh, rest. Mommy this. Mommy, you know, and so yeah. he and I just started, like, the day she was diagnosed, I went from secondary parent to immediate primary. Like, yeah. no questions. I'm the one who's taking the Everything. appointments, doing all the things, cooking, doing, like, yep. whatever. And so that's that's a big shift for a man, right? Like, yeah. I'm 100%. definitely was not the primary parent and like that's that was okay and we were good with that and that was yeah. how our relationship was and I always stood up or uh, was when I was asked to like oh will you go get Riley yeah sure yeah, oh right. I want to go out for a girls weekend okay cool like yeah whatever I got yeah. this I can uh, Amanda left for a cruise uh two months after Riley was born like it's it's fine like I got this <laughs> um but yeah, it's just it's a very very different experience because yeah. you become primary parent and caregiver, right? And that shift is just so different. To, yeah. To be able to watch and witness somebody you've loved for all of these years and watch their decline and watch the struggles they go through every day and you know struggles to eat, struggles mm-hmm. to get up, to get out of bed, etc. Yeah. Right, that having a one-year-old on top, or like a newborn baby on top of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how. I, yeah. What did Amanda no. do for work? Was she working full time at the yeah, time? Yeah, uh, she was. She was uh, working for PNC Bank. Yeah. Um, okay. So she, at at some point, I don't know, two or three years beforehand, went to a back office type job, and they were 
absolutely fantastic. Let her work remotely whenever she felt like it. That's like good. Yeah. they were, I, I cannot say enough good things about how well the bank and that staff there treated her. So. And how about for you in yeah. your work? Like, cause clearly I can't even imagine trying to fit a job on top of yeah, the two jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, um, the fraternity was absolutely fantastic with me too. You know, there were, I still traveled, I reduced, but I think in all of my trips, there was only one that I actually did the whole trip. Most times it was like I was gone a day and, and yeah, then just... immediately had to fly back because of some, Amanda's being, going to the ER, she's not feeling this or, hey, there's some, something. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it was, I know it sounds very weird, but it was, it was the normalcy I needed. It doesn't sound weird. Okay. Well, that's uh, sometimes that feels weird saying. Right. That, You're like, but, no, I still wanted to do my job. Like, I want right. to work because people might think, oh, well, why didn't you spend every waking moment with her? Right. But it's because you still need a piece of yourself. Yeah. You need to feel yeah. like you were doing something, being a value, you know, and, and also to not think about cancer all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Because it was everywhere, you know, and like her treatments were eight hours sometimes. And so. We're just like sitting in a hospital room while she's getting stuff pumped into her and like, what else am I gonna do? I can read my phone. Right. I can she's gonna nap for three hours, like yeah. I'm just gonna grind out some, you know, write some of this, post to that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever whatever I needed to do for that day. And did I put in eight hours every single day? No, not at all. And I don't think there was ever an expectation that right. that's which what is, I would do. Which is good. I can't yeah. imagine working for an employer that Yes. Same. I'm sure that exists. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Which is just, yeah, hard to imagine. Yep. So thank goodness both of you had situations where yeah. your employer was help, like good. Yes. At, at what point, because she didn't have this battle, she didn't fight this battle for long because yeah. it was so bad. Yeah. At what point did you know? And I know that's a hard question. I also just, and I don't mean to compare this at all, but... Firefly Lane. I don't know if you've heard of that show. Mm-hmm. It's a girl show. You wouldn't okay. like it. Maybe Lindsay would <laughs> like it. Know? How do you know I wouldn't like it? Maybe because I like it has because can- you wouldn't want it. You would not like okay. it. Okay. Okay. Believe me. Okay. Because I'm like sitting here sobbing. But like yeah. there, there's a part where they're talking about like, you know, no, you have to start talking about this stuff. Yeah. Like she's talking about what she wants of her funeral. And yeah. I had a friend pass away several years ago now, but one of my best college friends yep. um, from cancer. She fought for seven years, like never thought it was going to actually get bad enough to yeah. where it would take her life. And I remember I texted her once. She's like, yeah, I'm just planning my funeral. Oof. And you're just, you know, okay. I, I don't, I didn't even really know how to respond to that. But there is, yep. there does come a time where, yeah, you know, if you don't talk about it, like, how do you figure out? Yeah. Like, did you, I don't know. I don't don't want to ask questions, but it's like, did you talk about like, I don't know. I I imagine if I were in that situation, be like, well, you better find someone else. Like, take care of yourself. Like, don't, you know, I just, I don't know what that's like. And you do. And that's. It sucks. Sucks. Having, knowing. Um, I do take solace in being able to, and it's why I like sharing and. Like, I know you had a, a connected me with a friend of yeah, yours, right? thank and you. So, um, I'll come back to your question here in a second. But it's why I feel like I have to share because there are not many people in their 30s that are going through stuff like this. Yeah. And 
so like if there's a opportunity to share and talk about it like i i feel the obligation mm -hmm. to help somebody else in an, a place that i wasn't right? yeah i didn't have that so yeah the i looked up on my phone the uh, after we got home that night in, in the hospital the survival rate and i never looked it up again uh, because it was like five percent to live five years like i I knew yeah. it was going to God, kill him. Yeah. Right. I didn't yeah. know if it was going to be tomorrow, 16 months, which is what it was, or five years, right? Like, it is the survival rate in uh, colorectal cancer is just terrible. So um, we had a conversation, I don't know, maybe six months before she passed. It was just a, a conversation that I, def I definitely did not want to have, mm -hmm. but she was like, I want you to move on or move forward, right? Like, she had a very specific a, criteria. Very specific I like that. criteria because that was how Amanda was, right? Yeah. She's very upfront about a lot of things. Um, so she said, uh, whoever you find has to love Riley. That's like number, number one. one. They, they have to, uh, they have to treat Riley like he is theirs, mm -hmm. right? You have to read him the Harry Potter books. He cannot he cannot watch the movies uh, until he's read the book, and don't raise an asshole. The, those are like her very three specific things that I had to do. So I would have liked her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, she's I good well, I saw on her Instagram the yep. Harry Potter tattoo. Yes, which yes. I don't want to I don't want to give away the mantra, so we won't. Okay. We won't go oh yeah. It. Okay. But we won't got go there. The, we got a mantra along we with do. that. But I we like do. that. Yep. Well, certainly I don't I don't want to make this all about the hard times sure. that you've been through. Sure. What inspires me so much about you, Alex, is that you've turned this really shitty situation, <laughs> to put it lightly, yeah. and now you've taken yourself off of that journey and you're now on this amazing running journey. Yeah. How did that start? Uh, it, it, it started a lot because of this. this is, I'm sure you're not surprised by, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have struggled with weight for much of my adult life. I have definitely been overweight and out of, out of shape, and I just I didn't take care of myself. A lot of what I did for probably, I don't know, 15 years was put every, literally everybody else first and just never take that time for myself at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely, well, Amanda was pregnant, there were a lot of steak and shake runs for milkshakes at, you know, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, hey, honey. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. carrying your baby. Yes. Can I have please. a cookies and cream milkshake? Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, of course, if you get one, you got to get one for Well, yourself, yeah. Right? You know, so, um, so that added. And then definitely while she was sick, like, it's, it's, you're in survival mode all the time, right? It's about you are just whatever's convenient, whatever's easy, whatever's mm -hmm. fast. Yep. You don't care. Um, you know, Riley got chicken nuggets literally every day because, like, he would eat it. I didn't have to argue with him. Yeah. Done. It's all and, my kids eat, so yeah. it's yeah. fine. You're in yeah. good company. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> um, so after she passed in February 2019, I, I was like, I need to start taking care of myself. I need to put some focus on me in any way, shape, or form that I can. And so um, I had a, a 
fraternity brother, not like from our chapter, but like the broad fraternity, mm-hmm. um, who lost a massive amount of weight going to this uh, this place called Exercise Inc. Oh, I'm interested in yeah. what this place is. It's nuts. Okay. I, I'm glad you're sitting down because when I first heard it, I was like, there's, there's <laughs> it literally no way this yeah. is possible. Yeah. Their workout is 20 minutes a week. That's it. It's 20 minutes a week. You go in, they have 10 or 12 machines, and you go to, to five machines and you do a slow rep. 10 seconds up, 10 seconds down, and you do it for no more than three minutes. That's it. That's the workout. Like, they have fans. It's They keep it cool. You're not even supposed to sweat. Like, there are people <laughs> I have seen work out in suits before. Like, it's, it's nuts. And okay. so I was like, okay, it's 20 minutes a week. I can find 20 minutes for a week for myself mm-hmm. as a single parent, widowed parent, right? Like, 20 minutes should be easy. So... I did that, and I started, I dropped, like, 20 pounds pretty quick, and I was like, oh, man, like, this is fantastic, like, I'm eating better. The, part of their other piece, they they have you make slight changes each week. So, okay, this week, I want you to drink eight cups of water a day, and then this week, I want you to also add two servings of vegetables, and then so over time, mm-hmm. you know, in, in so many diets and stuff, it's all it's at once. Cut. It's like yeah. heart, 70 heart. You're just not going to yep. eat anything and right. you're going to work out all three hours time. a day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like... And so it, this is just like little subtle changes that you make every single week and it adds up. You know, all of a sudden I used to drink four or five Diet Cokes a day. Like I'm in, got to get me a Diet Coke, got to go for a yep. refill. Right. And now, I don't remember the last time I had a soda. Good for you. It's, I got to get Zach off that DC, man. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, <laughs> he drinks. He's in. Yep. Okay. He likes it. All right. Yeah. No, for me now, it's just, it's water and I don't miss it. And it's just, again, those little subtle changes mm-hmm. that you make along mm-hmm. the way. And then the small thing like called the pandemic hit. Oh, and, yeah. I remember uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it lasted like a week or two, I think. <laughs> That's what we all thought. That's what we all thought. Um so, you know, I'm Riley's daycare had a case like almost immediately. And so I pulled him out mm. of daycare and then he stayed home with me. And I went nuts. Yeah. Uh, he was home with, with me for like a hundred days. The two of us essentially cooped up in our house for a hundred days. How old was he at this time? He would have been six. Uh, yeah, or okay. five, five. So at or least six. he's like self sufficient ish. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't uh, want to leave them alone for too long. Right. So be, I don't know. I only have girls, so they like paint their nails like their whole hand. But oh. I don't know what a five-year-old or six-year-old boy would do. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do that. It was just a lot of, um, you know, I, I call it lion and cub time. It's like tackle dad, yeah. climb all over dad. I was human jungle gym yeah. like, pretty much all the time for him. <laughs> um, so I just, I, I was going crazy. I, I needed to get out of the house and I, I figured out. Um, the Indy 500 Festival had a, a 500 mile challenge that they were posting about, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna walk 500 miles, intentional miles, not like, oh, I got." I thought you were gonna sing the song. Oh no! I just feel like we should. Maybe you can play it in the background. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. if I can figure that out. Yeah. So 
like I was like, okay, this is not like I'm walking around my house, right? I'm going to go out and intentionally walk 500 miles. And so I took my first step July 3rd, 2020, and I haven't looked back. Um, I just finished 2,400 miles by crossing the finish line. Yes. Um, and through that, I started, I, I, I try to find intentional moments right now. This is one of the things I kind of learned from Amanda. There's a lot of things I learned from Amanda about how to live life better. Um, and so, like, I was like, oh, okay. Well, if I just walk eight miles a day for the next three weeks, I can hit 500 miles on my birthday. I'm going to do that. And so, like, I, that was it. Like, I moved all of my work calls to the morning, and I would just go walk and, like, take phone calls for two or three hours a day and just walk. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. It's nuts. But And where would Riley be? Uh, so he was at school. Um, oh, he got to go back. Yep, That's he got good. To go back. Okay. Yeah. They, so he was out that time, which yes. was, that's, I mean, such a hard time. Yeah. Uh, agreed. So, um, in the town we live in, they go to back to school really early, like late July. Um, mm. and so, cause they do the balance schedule and so, okay. Yeah. Super awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I did that and I was like, okay, cool. Well, I walked 500 miles in 102 days. Maybe I can run. And then I found Under Armour had a 100-mile running challenge. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do that. And then I ran 100 miles in a month. And, and Wow. Yeah. I just, I'm just keep, keep going. So I started actually racing uh, shortly, shortly thereafter. My first... I used to go out to Eagle Creek a lot to run because mm. you get some hills, you get some trail runs, kind of a lot different than being in your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and so one day I said, okay, I'm going to run 10 miles today and just see see what I do. And I go, okay, this was pretty cool. I think I could run a half marathon. Okay. And so Amanda's, the anniversary of her passing uh, was like a week and a half later. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to run a half marathon on Amanda's two-year anniversary let's do it and it ice stormed and it was absolutely <laughs> terrible and I ran a half marathon in my neighborhood you know pretty much in the middle of the road because that was the only part that wasn't iced over get and, out of here yeah, yeah I just, that was your first half marathon yep yep and I did it all by myself in the in February in the freezing cold and yep. wow yeah that's like <laughs> way harder than any half marathon I've done, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. And then, um, you know, because I struggled with my weight, like I said, I'd always thought about running the mini, the indie mini here. Mm -hmm. And like, this is this big deal. And some so many people do this thing. I want to do it. So I signed up to run virtually. And again, I ran at my neighborhood. And thankfully, uh, Lindsay was absolutely fantastic and took care of the kids and like, I plotted a route that I'd go past our house four times and the kids mm -hmm. were like cheering me on and brought Gatorade out and like all of this. And um, I ran a 159.52 um, half. And like, wow. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, all right. And it, so it was one of those that like, I'm, I'm pretty decent at this. Like, I could keep doing this. Yeah. And, and so. I set my sights on a, on a marathon and, you know, 
I know that's how we kind of got connected yeah. and, and talked, but yeah. Wow. Really crazy. Yeah. The virtual mini. That was, I did the virtual mini in 2020. Okay. And I wanted to do it the day of the mini, like when it oh, would have been, yep, yep. which was obscenely hot. It was a dumb idea. It's like, <laughs> hey, the benefit of a virtual race is you can do it whenever the hell you want. Yep. But I chose I wanted to do it on the day it would have happened. Mm-hmm. And I plotted a route like around yep. Carmel and Zionsville and did it by friends' houses and stuff. And so it was actually kind of fun. But yeah. I would I was like, I don't – this is way harder not having yep. all the support that you really truly need on yep. a race like that. And yep. so – that was the only virtual one I did. Okay. But then wasn't in 2021, it was still virtual. Yes. Because that's when you did it. That's when okay. I did it. Yeah. yeah, I decided 2021 not to do it because I just was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, I kind of regret that now, though, because it kind of yeah. broke my streak. Mm. But oh, well. Embarrassing. Um, <laughs> right? Embarrassing. <laughs> streak broken. Oh. Where was I going with that? I was going to say, oh, I was going to backtrack because we now need to know who Lindsay is. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so Lindsay is uh, my girlfriend now. Um, we met because of our kids. Um, they, I think it's a you know serendipitous moment that uh, we both went to the zoo on during fall break. I had a phone call that like held me up, and and she um, had a friend. Uh, her daughter had a friend come over, and like. No, no, we're not. We can't play today. We're gonna go to the zoo, but it was supposed to rain, so they changed like the time they were gonna come, and like mm-hmm. all of these like weird little moments, right? That if if one of those things didn't happen, our kids would never have met. So like we just happenstance, we're in the snake area at the zoo, <laughs> and uh, Pearl, uh, her daughter, was standing looking at some snakes, and Riley walks up to her. And the two of them look at each other and decide instantly they were going to be best friends. Like, that's it. That, uh, so they, they walk uh, through the kind of the dark area and are start, like, looking at snakes. This is uh, October 2020. Um, so we're all in masks. We don't really, you know, like, oh, gosh, you, you don't want to talk to anybody. Right. right? You, like, you, are kind of like, hey, don't go near her. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so. What an awkward time. So awkward. Yeah. Um, but. She is looking for the little boys grown up. I'm looking for this little girl's grown up. Like, what yeah. the heck is going on? And then they both come up to us and like, we want to go look at the elephants together. <laughs> We're like, uh, 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 okay, is, is that fine with you? Is it, yeah, you know, it's that weird, awkward, oh my lord, pandemic yeah. weirdness. She, yeah. uh, she introduced herself, which was awesome because I'm, you know, I'm like the. The single dude at the zoo. I don't want to be like, hey, girl. Hey, you know? I'm Alex. I'm single. Right, right. It's just weird. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. It feels, um, I don't know. I, I've tried to be conscious or tried to be conscious of that. Like, I don't want to be like the dad that's hitting on the attractive mom at the zoo, right? Like, <laughs> okay. All right, bro. Um, <sighs> so, anyway, we, um, Riley wanted to go to the dolphin show. She, Pearl, wanted to go do something else. And, and in my head, I was just like, don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. Ask for a number. It's like, hey, so, like, maybe we could, like, meet up later and our kid, you know, the kids. Get the kids play. together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, like, could I get your number? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. And, like, she, when she tells the story, she's like, I didn't even, didn't even register that you were asking for my number. Like, it was more. Oh, yeah, we're two moms at the zoo getting our, you know, kids to be friends. Yeah, Yeah, that's so funny. That's really funny. uh, We ended up 
meeting up again later at the zoo that same day. Um, just going to it was the Halloween thing. So we were oh, in the Zubu, yeah. Zubu, mm-hmm. yeah. And then it started downpouring. Uh, so we were just kind of like stuck there, and her and I were just chatting and hit it off. And and I went home and I uh, texted my uh, neighbors, who are my best friends. I was like, "Hey, um, help me not screw this up and help <laughs> help me." With this text message, so uh, ultimately, you know, I sent a message like, hey, it was so fun meeting you guys. You know, let me know when you want to do a play date sometime, in parentheses, Mm -hmm. or maybe a grown-up date. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's so so, cute. Like, two days later, we had a play date, and, like, the four of us just instantly connected, and we went on a a grown-up date to Noah Grants, um, like, two weeks later, and, Yeah. No. Do you believe in stuff like where Amanda was looking out for you? I I do. I do. Because I do. And yeah. I think she I, made yeah. all that happen. I know. There are moments in my life. Uh, so Amanda was a ginormous fan of the band 311. Mm-hmm. Like, she's seen them 62 times. Like, she went on five cruises after she was on <laughs> hospice. Like, the hospice agency was calling the cruise company to figure out how they could provide care for her to go on the cruise three weeks later, obsessed. That's um, so great. Yeah. So uh, I feel like I find 311 just in random places. Mm-hmm. There was just all of these weird moments that I've found that, you know, they're like little nods. Yep. You know, and and whether it's her, right, or not, but I don't know. It's just... Like, okay. Yeah. This is good. I love that. Yeah. I think I, I I believe that there's stuff like that. I've heard somebody call it God winks, which oh, I like. I like that too. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, I'm just letting yeah. you know that I'm here and I see you. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the full marathon. Yeah. And how and then what's coming next for sure. you. Because holy crap, this is exciting. <laughs> but how did you use a coach or anything for the full when you went to train for Monument? Or have you done everything up until this point? On your own. Yeah, um, I joined Peloton, um, and Peloton oh, okay. has an 18-week uh, marathon training program. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I followed that pretty pretty religiously for a bit. Um, I was on a 12-mile um, uh, training run and had, like, something happened in my leg. And I was like, ooh, oh, that's not good. Like, I called Lindsay, and it's like... You need to pick Come me pick up. Me up yeah. There is no way mm. I'm finishing these last, you know, last two miles. Yeah. And from then I kind of stopped. And so the leading up to the monumental, the longest I'd ever run was a half. And then went out and <laughs> doubled that. So <laughs> I I'm not... sure that we talked about this at the time, but yeah. I had forgotten that. Yeah. Because that's insane. Yep. Because the... a lot of people be like, I can never run a full marathon because I can't imagine running. 13 more miles when you finish a half. Yep. And what yep. people will say, well, you know, you don't, you train differently for yep. a full, obviously. Exactly. Well, but Alex me. doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, um, somebody told me later that it was, a marathon is a 20-mile warm-up to a 10K. Yeah, and it really 100%, is. And 100%. That's so good. Um, but, like, I had my fueling all off. Like, I uh, pounded a Gatorade protein bar at, like, mile 11 because I was starving. And yeah. I got texting Lindsay at some point like I am on the struggle bus Uh, I just it was bad um the last several miles you know I walked a lot more than I wanted to but 
I realized at some point there, the goal is to finish. Yeah. That's it. It Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Right? I know. Yeah. I know it is. That's why I said it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, Nobody cares if you finish in uh, 4.52 or 5.26. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you're the only one who cares. Me. Right? Yeah. And yes. the the care was to finish. And I did something that 15-year-ago Alex never thought was humanly possible yeah. for me. And so, yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Are you registered for the full again this year? Uh, I am, but I think I'm a... I'm going to go down to, to the, half. the half. Yeah, I'm doing so, the half this year. Are you? Um, well, you, it's kind of because you got something else going I, on. I do. I do have something else going on. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, I, uh, part of my job when I was at the fraternity, um, I oversaw our partnership with St. Jude. Um, mm. And so I've had an opportunity to go to the hospital a bunch of times and and talk to patients and just see all of the amazing stuff that they do that no family ever receives a bill. Just as a quick aside, after Amanda's like first day of appointments, we got a $400,000 bill. And luckily we didn't have to pay for it, it was pre-insurance, but $400,000 was the invoice for one day. I was just like, I don't. Who's responsible for sending that out? It's like, come on, like, can you give us the post-insurance stuff? Like, I don't care what it costs before. Yeah. (laughs) Give me a heart attack. So That's nuts, yeah. um, I just, for me, Knowing, going through all of that yeah, and being able to have to do that with a child, like, no. And so St. Jude's mission is to make sure that no uh, child should die in the dawn of life and that they, um, no no family will receive a bill. And that spoke to me, yeah, you know, in, in so many ways. And so um, I... <laughs> Uh, signed up, and I'm going to run the New York City Marathon as Woo-hoo! the St. Jude Hero. Oh. Yeah, and so I'm going to raise $6,000 for the kids of St. Jude, and um, that that's part one. Part two is to uh, apply, but there are only 10 spots, is what I've been told, Okay, to be a hero to run Boston, and to be a uh. hero then to run Chicago. Um, I will. That will be all three before I turn 40 uh, next Hell October. Yeah. I don't know who listens to this podcast. There's more people actually than I thought would. Yeah. By like ten. But um <laughs> But if anybody 10. Uh, my ten people, yeah. um, if any of you know anybody who could help us with this, Alex needs to be a hero at those races. Uh, are you gonna do the St. Jude race at some point? When is that? Uh, it's in December. December. Uh, yeah. I yeah. have I've thought about it multiple times, but just like calendar scheduling just right. kinda Weird to get on them. I've always wanted this. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool. We should do My it family did. My whole family did it without me. I don't oh, know really? why I wasn't there, but yeah. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. So at some point, yeah. I will, yeah. We should do, do it. That. Go to the Peabody, go see the ducks, come down the elevator. I know nothing and... about, yeah, Memphis. So, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you lost me already. Oh, I'm like, really? yeah. I know nothing. Oh, man. I've been there, but as a child. So. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. The Peabody uh, Hotel has these ducks that live there. Oh. And I thought it was a sports team. That's how bad I am. Oh, yeah, no, like literal ducks. <laughs> um, and the they, ducks. they have a house on top of the hotel, and then they every day they come down the elevator on the red carpet and get escorted. Like they waddle themselves up to the fountain, and they hang out in the fountain, lobby fountain, for, you know, eight hours, and then there's a big, like, parade back out. and yeah. You know, it's like someone's job to take care of those ducks. It is. There's a, uh, I forget what they call them, oh, like duck do. commander or something like that. Because how crazy would it be, like, meet somebody and you're like, what, what do you do? Yeah. 
because I hate that question because it just it doesn't summarize who I am at all. No. But it's like, what do you do? Oh, I take care of the ducks. Yep, the ducks. At the Peabody. <laughs> yeah, that I thought was a sports team. That's yeah, not. Yeah. Got it. Um, it it's <laughs> so pretty adorable. I, I would be interested in that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I will put in the show notes Perfect. because they exist. They do. Uh, a, a link to your um, your New York what is it a fundraising page yep. um, six thousand dollars yeah you can crush you can crush that yeah I yeah. have been extremely fortunate to have fantastic human beings in my life mm-hmm. and as of this recording I'm just shy of five thousand dollars already what yeah I did uh, because of these amazing like coworkers and friends and fraternity brothers and family and I think I raised like. $3,500 in a week. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get yeah. to the 6000 six now. Because Boston is ten, so I've got yeah. to be able to get to that one. So. Well, you let me know how I can help with that. Okay. I've done. Cool. I've donated some stuff for people, okay. like doing awesome. giveaways and stuff yeah. to raise money. So. You're awesome. Thank you. Uh, happy to help with that. <laughs> um, okay. We have the end of the podcast questions. Perfect. Well, actually, I added two more. Okay. Let's so do it. it might take – I don't know if it's going to take too long. That's fine. No that's one cares. Um, okay. First question, do you have a strong all-along tattoo? I do not have a strong all-along tattoo, but I am wearing a bracelet. Um, so a uh, the backstory of a strong Yeah, all-along. now I just took away the mantra. That's okay. Whoops. I didn't mean to, but That's I wrote okay. it down because I didn't want to forget to ask yeah, you if yeah. you had gotten a tattoo. Yeah, I have not. Why not? I don't, I don't have any tattoos. I don't know. Okay. That's fine. I, I have thought about like a, a subtle one of my highest weight. As a oh, reminder, oh, that's like, interesting. Just take care of yourself. Yeah, you know, just a small little. But anyway, mm-hmm. I've see, definitely not do. done that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so "Strong All Along" is a three eleven song, um, and it it became Amanda's mantra for her battle. She like mm, I don't know, two weeks before she was diagnosed, she got the Harry Potter Deathly Hollows tattoo mm-hmm. and the word "Strong All Along." Yeah, on her, and it just became a mantra for her. So, I didn't uh, realize she got it before. Yeah, yeah, like that's crazy. legit, like two weeks before. It was nuts. See, so. that's one of those things where you're like, "Yep, okay, yeah, dang, okay." Yeah. So, um, I I use it in all my you know posts. I try to use it all the time. There, mm-hmm. it's I wear it um, on my wrist every day. I. I try to find little subtle nods to Amanda. Like, I don't run a 5K. I run a 3.11. It's just, it's subtle, right? But it's That's... it's just a little thing to, yeah. to keep the memory alive. Yeah. So, anyway. That's sorry. so special. I, do, I love it. So, I stole the mantra it's okay. question. Yeah. But then That's there are why. a couple. Of, yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah. And then what, other, what songs are special for you or that get you going when you're running? Yeah. yeah. Um so after she passed, I listened to High Hopes uh, by mm. Panic at the Disco mm-hmm. like all of the time. It was one of those that whenever I, I was um, having a, a button day, um, yeah. we haven't talked about it here, but briefly there is a this concept of describing grief, and it's a box and a ball and a button. And when something traumatic happens, right, this ball completely fills the box, and with time, it grows smaller, right, and smaller and smaller, and then it starts bouncing around the box, and there are days where it just hits that button, you know, and... and oh, that's powerful. Yeah, and so whenever um, 
whenever I had button days, like yeah. high hopes. Yeah. Just high hopes, high hopes, high hopes. There, there was a day I listened to it like a hundred times on repeat, <laughs> right? Because yeah. I just I needed to get out of the funk and so that that's one. And then um Fallout Boys uh champion um is is the other one which has a uh, I think a pretty powerful line if you can I can get through this, I can do anything. And mm. it's just Yeah. Like I went went through it. Yeah. Yeah <laughs> you did. Statement. Um and so I can I can do it. It's fine. I'll Hell get yeah. there. So Yeah. Uh you're gonna make me cry. I'm not gonna cry though. I know. Um, I'm proud of both of us. We yeah. neither of us cry. Nope. So we obviously know now your next finish line. So yes. we'll support you in that. Thank you. We could probably do an entire episode on it, but you'd mentioned earlier, yep. and I know I'm just letting you like get back to your gather yourself. But now That's I'm gonna fine. just throw another Perfect. one on you. Let's go. <laughs> but you'd mentioned like you'd learned so much about living life better yeah. through Amanda. Yep. So if there is like one or two things that stick out for you there, what would you yeah. share? One or two. Whew. Or like all of them, just yeah, rattle them no. on. I mean, I could take all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Amanda was a very obsessive personality. Like when she was into something, she was in. And what I loved about that, there are a lot of things I didn't like about it. But what I loved <laughs> about it now, like reflecting back, is she also felt that way about everybody else. So like... You, you're into running, like, she would be the first guest on this podcast because, like, I love that you're doing this. Tell me all about it, right? And, and, yeah. Um, you don't know what, like, what excites people. So many of our conversations that we have, especially with social media, right, are just so, like, high level. You don't, you don't get into, like, <laughs> real conversations yeah. with people. And sometimes you've got to just ask the question, like, what excites you? What pa- what are you yeah. passionate about? And then you see people. I wish that's what people asked instead of what do you do? Yeah. yeah. What are you passionate about? Yeah. yeah. Which now I get to do one and the same. But yeah. yeah. So I, I think that is just a, such an interesting approach to think about and just to be excited for your excitement. Yeah. She also did all the things. Like it felt like every day we were doing something, right? Like, oh, yeah, I found this random comedy show we should do and let's go on this trip and let's do that and you know I think nowadays it's like she was trying to live all of her life what what she had yeah her life and she tried to pack as many things in as she could so yeah um so on the anniversary I always try to find like a thing um so the first anniversary I went to New York City I saw a play I went to a restaurant that we loved I went to this wine and chocolate bar that we stumbled on the first time we went like and I just said yes basically it's yeah. a, kind of a yes day thing and so I, I try to have an Amanda Adventures as we call and like oh, that's, let's go I'm so glad that came in because yeah. I thought I forgot about that one yeah, too that's all right um we are my best friends and, and I we went down for uh 42-hour trip down to Orlando to go to uh, Harry Potter World one time. Like, just like yeah. a quick Amanda adventure, and let's just go have a, a fantastic time and make a memory yeah. and just do something that makes people happy, right? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. There, I feel like there could be like a hundred thousand things that I could yeah, do. Yeah, right. I, I know it's a whole nother. Well, yeah. we'll have to have you back on after you. Yeah. I after you're forty and do all these crazy things, which yeah. is when that's next. Next October. October twenty twenty four. Yep. Twenty four. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I'm so excited. I'll be cheering for you, as you know. Yeah, I know. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is always the hardest part because I feel like I could talk to you so much longer, (laughs) which is why we'll have to do it again. Yeah, let's do it. But I hope you have a great weekend and happy running. 